All right, everyone. It is Tuesday. It means it's time for Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Uh, of course, I'm uh, one of your hosts, Dan. Your other host, there's Charlie. Hey, Dan. This is Charlie. Oh, shit. Here we go already. Just just start just start off making me hate this episode, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> All right, for all of you who have seen the uh, title of this particular episode, we did the movie Under Siege. Under Siege is a fine action film from 1992, uh, starring Tommy Lee Jones uh, and Gary Busey. Hey, and hey, hey Dan, can't, can't forget about me. Yeah, I I, I know, Stephen Shitgall, I understand. Hey, hey, check that attitude at the door, punk. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Seagal, for some reason, Charlie, looks like a Wish.com Robert De Niro, talks like he's half asleep, or he looks like a, a Mr. Potato Head with a ponytail. I'm just glad this one doesn't have him trying to do a New York or New Jersey or Brooklyn accent. Well, yeah, why in the hell were all of his other movies set in New York when he's not from there? Uh, somehow he thinks he's Italian and from New York. And I think the only thing we got in this movie was a really bad Cajun accent that he was actually trying to do bad. And it might've worked. I don't, I can't, I can't can't confirm or deny that. Where in the hell is he from anyway? I've I've never bothered to look it up. I think Uh, I thought he was, uh, like from Louisiana. Wasn't he a cop down there for a while for some, and he had some kind of, uh, I I don't know. He's, he's, he's been, it says here he's, Born in Lansing, Michigan. Thanks, Michigan. Oh, what the hell? Thanks All right. a lot. <laughs> All right. So he's he's just uh, Russian Jewish immigrants were his parents. Distant Irish and Dutch ancestry. So uh, not none of the above with what we were talking about. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have made it to this country. Um, uh, but because man, of him, uh, man, because of the hat, it's just wrong. It's just yeah. wrong, man. Don't don't say that about me. Because of that, we get Steven Seagal movies, folks. Now, Charlie, uh, while we chose this movie, Charlie somehow decides uh, that Steven Seagal is more of a uh, an action movie icon than... Uh, all right, I guess he's in a top... I don't know, six, seven. Yeah, he's that's a top he, ten. Well, that's all he made was action movies, so you can't... I mean, obviously he's got to be up there because that's all he made. He didn't make anything right. else. I mean, go ask anybody that's around our age, you know, and go name off action movies, the action movie stars that you remember. And I guarantee Steven Seagal is going to be in either, you know, the the fifth or sixth name that they rattle off. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, he, he made the action movies. They were all pretty terrible. In my opinion, (laughs) the, the only reason that some were passable, like under siege is because of the supporting cast. Oh, now, 100%. 100%. We, we both agree that this was probably his best acting role that he, he did in all the classic ones. Uh, in, um, my, in my opinion, this is A, the best Seagal movie, B, the best one of his acting ability, and I think it really comes down to where he probably had a director that understood him a little bit more because they had worked prior on Above the Law. Um, which was the beginning of the Nico character again? That Brooklyn 
uh, Italian character that carried on into uh, uh, Out for Justice, which was another one we've talked about briefly. He, he he looked he looked kind of Italian. So I mean, I guess I get it, but he's, he couldn't he, pull off the he couldn't pull off the accent. No, he's got that you know long greased jet black hair. He does have some features, I guess, that would be predominantly like Greek, Italian, Russian, you know, that side of the globe. But God, he just can't act. No, he, no, he's, he's super, super boring. But, um, this one had a really good supporting cast with Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey as the main, uh, um, uh, villains in this one. Yeah. And, this is our second Tommy Lee Jones movie and our second Busey movie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, to me, they're staples in action movies anymore, especially and, Busey. And I really hope it's our last cigar. So. Not, not a chance, sir. Not uh, a chance. Well, I, can you do these by yourself? Because that's. Shh, I'll do them with Steven. I'll, I'll do them with Steven Seagal. I'll be like, hey, Steven, what did you think about this? I'll tell you what, Charlie. He <laughs> did else. I, I directed and I edited that movie. I, I can tell, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, the pacing's as slow as your uh, your cadence, sir. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and play the trailer real quick for Undersea. It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? This little sweetheart, Miss July '89. God, I love this business. I love you. The party was wild. Love you again. They really knocked him dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Like some special forces guy or something. No, I'm just a cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. This is not the work of a cook. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. Yes, sir. I see that you completely disobeyed my orders. Roger that. Ryback is an ex seal, expert in martial arts, explosives. Stand back! Weapons and tactics. I also cook. The Nimitz is tracking two tomahawks just launched from the Missouri. Where are they headed? Honolulu. Happy trails. Steven Seagal. I know you, don't I? Tommy Lee Jones. Been a long time. I'll see you in hell, Santa Boy! Under Siege. I just want to point out that we actually edited all of Steven Seagal and that was me in the entire trailer. <laughs> uh, I love Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, we want you, uh, Steven, we want on this take, we want you to really uh, nail the fact that you're just a, you're just a cook. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Action. I'm just a cook. No, no, no. Okay. That's good. Can you put a little bit of feeling into it? I'm just a cook. How about mad? I'm just a cook. How about happy? I'm just a cook. I'm just a lonely, lonely cook. Sure, selling an actor. <laughs> so, anyway, Under Siege is the 1992 story of a uh, ex CIA operative who went rogue finally 
and with the help of crazy ass Gary Busey, uh, uh, Chief O'Brien from D Space Nine, yes, <laughs> and a uh, a cast of miscreants. Some you will recognize if you see them, probably. Miss July, nineteen eighty nine, sir. She didn't help. Um, <laughs> yes, she did. She took out uh, Chief O'Brien. She didn't help the the terrorists. Um, but so they try to take over the USS Missouri, the last battleship that is equipped with nuclear tomahawks uh, all under the pretense of getting the, 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 the missiles off the ship onto another boat and getting them out so they could sell them. Yeah. Your, your classic eighties and nineties action movie plot. It's money yeah. and the weapons make yeah. money. I'm going to say though, uh, I watched this. It's on Netflix right now. So if you guys are yeah. listening to this, go watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I've only ever had this on like, uh, is it, it's one of those double sided, uh, DVDs, one side standard, like letterbox and the other side's widescreen or something like that. Okay. Um, so watching it on Netflix, they've actually like tweaked it. The opening shots of the Missouri were gorgeous yeah so uh, that's what's really kind of cool about this i don't know where they actually film like a lot of the close-up of the 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 ship thing i don't know what ship they use necessarily but they use a lot of stock footage of the missouri in this uh some of george bush uh yeah. the first one bush one yep um talking uh, and doing some pressers and stuff like that so it's set in the time frame of uh nuclear disarmament yeah. And that's why the Missouri now is on her way uh, to be deconned, decommissioned. And that's when they jump this basically and, and, and go to take over. Um, and, and of course, Ryback, he's on the ship. He throws a monkey wrench in their plans along with, you know, the hoe from Miss <laughs> July 90. What is it? 91? 89? 89. 89. 89. Whatever. And she, uh, her and her. <laughs> Her and her unibrow uh, jumped to uh, jump to the defense of the mighty Missouri. I don't think and, that was uh, the the biggest feature in your face during this movie. <laughs> she yeah, she did have a big old unibrow. It's almost as bad as mine. And um, so that's that's the the pretense of under siege. Obviously, under siege, Ryback is not just a cook. He is a highly decorated Navy SEAL. But because things went wrong on his last mission, he became a cook he was friends with the captain the captain brought him on so he could finish out his his 20 years or whatever yeah. it was in the navy so yeah that's the the the, the quick uh quick that's the long and short, short of it yeah uh, uh, yeah now uh i always love to get into some of the numbers of the film of course this one dropped in 1992 october 12th of 1992 with uh making a opening weekend uh usa gross of around 15,000 or 15 million 15,000 that should what it should have made no, 15,760,000 no. uh it was budgeted at 35 million of course estimated um the gross for the USA box office was actually 83,563,000 so it definitely made its money back but worldwide gross was 156 million dollars this was a huge hit it was a huge international hit too i mean I mean, gross, yeah, USA, eighty, you know, eighty-three and a half million dollars on a thirty-five million dollar budget. Yeah, it was. It was a big deal movie. This this movie uh, made made a lot of money. This one really, yeah. I think, catapulted him 
and catapulted Tommy Lee Jones and, you know, uh, a lot of the cast in these. Um, and the director. I mean, the director we'll talk about here in a second, but he jumps to a, a huge movie after this one not too long. Yeah, I guess they actually used, uh, uh, it looks like they, it says they used some of the USS Alabama um, and uh, Chicago, some archive footage um, and an airport hangar and stuff like that to do some yeah. of the filming. So I was wondering if they were actually on any of the ships. So that's what it looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, like you were saying it, it, to me, yeah, it, it is, it's a good, um, it, it's one of the, the better, it's definitely a better Seagal movie. Um, yeah. the, the other two big ones, of course, Mark or uh, hard to kill and Mark for death above the law. Those are the, I'm a cop, um, Seagal movies. He's got and, about six or seven that I feel like are his top level movies that he has done now they're not they're not great movies but they're his top level as far as his catalog because he he dove right into the direct to dvd market um, yes not just yeah, he's, he's still making those not just i don't everyone speak ill of the dead but it's kind of like once him and dmx started making multiple movies together not everybody watched them you know no well again like i said seagal is He's vanilla, man. He is vanilla ice cream. He, he, he's at least Van Dam. You knew what you were getting. You were getting some kind of BS fake backstory why he sounded French or Belgium. Yeah. Belgium. But, I mean, he had, I don't know. Actually, you know what? They're both the same. Seagal was, everything was like this. And Van Dam, every movie was, ah, halfway through it. So, well, really, they're, they're pretty much the same. The, the I was difference- trying to differentiate the two, but. Not really. Well, there is because Van Damme can take direction, especially early on in his career. Seagal never relented on what he wanted and how he wanted. I I mean, it's one of the tropes that Seagal barely ever gets hurt in his movies, especially by someone else. Um, He gets like slashed on the back in this movie by a hook Mm -hmm. that they're trying to catch him with. But pay attention, he only gets a, a tiny little cut in the final knife fight, and that's it. And now think back to every other Seagal movie. He almost never takes damage. He takes on an entire bar of criminals, and they all fight him one by one, and he flips his hands around, and he, he bends their middle finger back to touch their wrist, and they fall down and never get back up again. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, because uh, Van Damme will take an ass whooping. Seagal, you say, hey, did everyone come at me, but everyone, one, one at a time. And so, hey, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. I'm going to put your elbow in your ass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put uh, put your middle finger up your nose and throw <laughs> you over here. Uh, you could come over here, Bill. Okay, Bill, you get over here. I'm going to hit you in the forehead. You're going to fall down. Yeah, he... God, Seagal sucks. <laughs> he, he's such an asshole. To, uh, he he's horrible. Anyway, that, that's that's my. I'll keep marrying this guy. Um, but despite the, all that, this is despite all that. This is actually I enjoyed this movie. First of all, I enjoyed the the naval aspect of it. Them being on the ship. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't in the navy, but it seems to me like there was some legitimacy to kind of some of the things they did on the boat yeah. uh, and, and some of the ways they acted on the boat and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
with all the interaction there. The, the the to me the real shining jewel of the movie is the supporting cast though with uh, you know uh, Busey and uh, Bernie Casey's in it uh, the principal from Bill and Ted yeah. uh, you know uh, Tommy Lee Jones obviously um, the guy that <laughs> the guy that played Ken from Street Fighter you know yeah Damian Chapa. Yeah, he's in this bad boy. I mean, there is a lot of uh, people that you see and go, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. There's the one dude from Demolition Man. He's in there. Uh, so the supporting cast, in my opinion, really made the movie work. Yes. Um, and of course, Tommy Lee Jones. We talked about this before we started recording. Tommy Lee Jones always plays someone who's either full bat crap crazy or at least a little off like the fugitive was probably his most toned down role and he was still just a you know he's still just a little tweak i like i like how you phrase that because to me this stranix character that he plays is what got him to face in batman forever yeah yeah this and like and blown away i mean if yeah. you see the performances yeah. in both of those movies that we've covered you know tommy lee jones is nuts, you know, in most of his roles. You look at these two roles, and it is to me a very soft precursor to Natural Born Killers. Yeah, he, Natural he, Born Killers is him turned to eleven, but you see hints of that. You see hints of of Two Face. You see hints of all that in these movies, in this one think, specifically. I think this strikes more because we're so used to old man Tommy Lee Jones now. From movies, you know, like uh, No Country for Old Men, where he's literally a retired ranger who's just like, I'm tired of this crap, but he's yeah. got one more, you know, thing to go do. Um, U.S. Marshals, stuff like that, which is the sequel to The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. You started getting the tired but powerful Tommy Lee Jones, and then you go back into these, and we're both forgetting one that is actually one of our favorite characters of him is in Firebirds with Nick Cage. You know, where he plays the training instructor. I did forget about that when you're right. I love him in Firebirds. I really do. Yeah, I I did forget about him in that one. He's also, um, so later films, if you want to see him actually act, like we're talking about him being nuts and Firebirds, he's a a bit off and all this other stuff. But go check him out in Lincoln, the 2012 film they did in Lincoln. He, He can act. I mean, he literally, he can definitely act though. Uh, so that's, that's something about, um, uh, about him. I mean, men in black, how do we forget about that? You know, I don't, th- again, I don't think we're, we're, we're forgetting it. It's just that that's another totally different range of Tommy Lee Jones. That is yeah. your, that that's actually mellow Tommy Lee Jones, All, emotionless Tommy Lee Jones in the men in black movies. I think he stopped being, uh, totally crazy after he fought the volcano. I think when him and that volcano went uh, uh, fisticuffs, oh the movie yeah, volcano. I was gonna say, I was that, that one he, the volcano? Yeah, yeah, that, that's volcano. Yeah. So I think you know, pretty much after that though, he's he he did start to chill out a little bit. I mean, he, yeah, I, I mean, he started to be a little more of an acting. Maybe I guess in Small Soldiers, when he was the, the he's doing the uh, the voice of um, Chip Hazard. Chip 
I kept wanting to say Duke, and I knew it was wrong. <laughs> you're you're mixing your uh, Mando Elite with your GI Joes, sir. Yeah, my GI Joes and my small soldiers, but and your small soldiers. But yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think at that point <laughs> he started to kind of um, chill a little bit, and you know, get into more kind of quote unquote acting roles type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. and I feel like he's probably done that for a long time. I'm sure he takes his job serious, but. Oh yeah, I really, I, sure. I I love him in these movies. As a matter of fact, I I'd have to say this this is like ninety two, so this is probably right in the heyday of me starting to watch these movies. Matter of fact, Under Siege is one of those that Dad most definitely had me watch because um, again, it was a Busey movie, and this was not martial art Seagal. He used martial arts, but it was not like you know where dad didn't watch American ninjas or any of those. This was, he had to have a couple of fight scenes. Yeah. So this was more military based, but with some martial arts thrown in. So I watched this with dad growing up and it was probably my first, um, uh, experience of Tommy Lee Jones. Um, and that character has stuck with me forever. Um, he's probably, I would, I would go ahead and say Stranix is my top five action movie villain. He's in the top five. I'm, I'm talking like with Hans Gruber, um, uh, freaking commando. Uh, can't think of his name right now, but, Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know you. Yeah. I know you're talking about Vernon Wells, Vernon Wells Wells. character. Um, I'm talking that level of bad guy. Bennett. 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 There you go. Um, I kept wanting to say Matrix, and I'm like, no, that's Arnold. <laughs> yeah, that's Arnold's yeah. character. But I, I think Stranix is way up there for me, top five. Yeah, he he plays a good character, and then if we look at the other side of that, Gary Busey, um, you know, I he he came to prominence in '87 with Lethal Weapon when he played Joshua, Mister Joshua, and to me, I think that's where he really. You know, if you start thinking about, it, I mean, he was in Silver Bullet, he was in DC Cab, uh, before that. But you've got, you know, Lethal Weapon, and then you go to stuff like, uh, you know, Predator Two, Point Break, uh, Under Siege. This one here, obviously, yeah. You know, he he starts going into a lot more of these, um, Drop Zone. You know, he gets into a lot more of these action movies at that point and becomes like you know, an action star. And he always was a little off in these movies, obviously, but I don't remember him being as nuts as he is now in real life. I think he's more nuts now in real life than he ever was in these movies. You know why, right? Uh, A lot of drugs, I would assume. No. um, They removed a brain tumor late 90s, early 2000s, and then he then he had a massive motorcycle accident that damn near killed him. And Ooh. ever since then, that's been the crazy Busey that everyone like makes the memes about. And he was on, uh, some kind of reality celebrity show or something that he was on the Trump one. Wasn't he? I I didn't, I don't watch any of that stuff, dude. I don't yeah, watch I don't, survivor. I don't, I don't watch any, I don't watch American idol. So he did it. But before all that, all this was acting, uh, you know, his character. I mean, he started out as Buddy Holly 
in the the Buddy Holly movie yeah. back in the early yeah. 80s. That's where he was kind of recognized as this actor. And then he just jumped head first into these action movies. And I mean, he's even been a leading man in several. Um, was, I mean, he was a little goofy in like DC Cab even, but I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't Gary Busey pet judge as a pet judge TV series. He literally was one of them daytime judges. He was a pet judge. Yeah, I, I've seen the meme. That's that's where you get into Busey category and you just go, all right, all right, Gary, you, you, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Well, apparently um, he was in Shark. <laughs> apparently he was in Sharknado Four. So there you go. Hey, the man's getting paid. The man's making money. He's doing great. He, he's His, more money than we are on this podcast. You so are I can't complain too much. I would. I would <laughs> open arms invite Gary Busey to be on this show. I, oh, absolutely. I don't care how batshit crazy he'll get. I want him on the show. I'll be like Gary for the. I will let you say whatever on this show. Go yeah, no, I, I, and that's the thing with Gary Busey. I, I dig Gary Busey because when you see him, you know you're getting some kind of insane, goofy character, or you're getting goofy, you know, insane Gary Busey. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people always talk to me. He's like, Gary Busey is not an attractive man. Well, he figured he'd outdo that by having Jake. Dude's got like three or four kids. I know um, you talk about Jake. I like Jake Busey as an actor. I he, really do. I can o- honestly only tell you the only thing I can think of is Starship Troopers. What else has Jake Busey been in? Jake Busey was in... Um, You're going to tell me something. I'm going to go, oh, of course, duh. Well, Jake Busey, I can tell you right now, he was in... I'll, I'll tell you one that's just kind of cool. Um, as we talked about recasts and last, last episode, I was like, uh-huh. anytime Busey's in it, I want Jake Busey. Well, in the newest Predator movie... The I think it's just called the Predator. Uh huh. He is playing Keys, which is uh the son of the other agent Keys from Predator Two, which was Gary, Busey's which character. was Busey's role. So he's playing the son of that character as Agent Keys in the newest Predator movie. Yeah, um, I kind of I, I wish they'd make a new Starship Troopers, not like a remake, but just kind of a, a continuation of some sort. No, no and use no. and use. And use like Casper Van Dien now as like a high ranking. They tried that. They they and stuff. They did Starship Troopers Marauders, and it's not good. It's better than two. Marauders isn't awful. Marauders is a lot more like the book, actually, if you think about it. But yeah, but it's it was not. It was bad. such a far dis- departure from the other one. But uh, Jake Busey was on. Yeah. I, I can tell you movies that I can sit here and go. I know you've never seen it because you've never seen The Frightening, which no. was. Um, Michael J. Fox. I have seen that one. That's the one with the, uh, that's right. He's the one insane ghost guy. That's He's like Ar- the main. Arlie yeah, Ar- Ermey's in that. Arlie Ermey's in it. The, so, the Frighteners. Yeah, I've seen that. So he plays in the Frighteners. Um, like I, I said last time we talked about Jake Busey, he was in Roadhouse 2. Don't watch it. <laughs> um, no, he's. Don't do it, Pete. Don't do it. Jake Busey, uh, to me, is, uh, again, I'd have him on the show. I would talk to Jake Busey. I think he'd be cool to hang out with. Oh, of and, course, yeah. And not just talk about your dad. Like, I don't want to talk about you. Talk about your career. But let's keep going, yeah. man. You you keep diverging away from actually talking about Steven Seagal in this movie. Well, because he's dog shit. All right. So we keep talking about uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Under Siege. Like I said, I enjoy it. I hadn't seen it probably in 15 years. I don't know. but. It was one of those ones where it's like, I didn't remember like 
disliking it or anything, you know, when I saw it, I just hadn't seen it again. Um, so when we picked it, I was like, oh, cool. It's on Netflix. I'll pop it on. I'll watch it and stuff. Like I said, I really liked a lot of the naval aspect of it. It seemed like it was pretty, um, you know, spot on. I was kind of impressed with that. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Seagal showed up and, and ruined it. Um, let's go. You want to go ahead and take a break real quick. When we come back, we can talk about the movie itself a little bit more. We're actually getting into a little more detail of some of the stuff that happened in it. Uh, some of the parts that were pretty cool about it. Uh, I will stick you with the recasting again. This time we, hopefully we got a little bit more, um, uh, idea behind some of the people instead of just kind of going, I don't, I don't know that guy. Uh, and then of I, course we will do our uh, body count and our Leong's. I'm not promising anything on the recast. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I, I've got this one down. and You can have this one down. I, I'm, I'm going to just completely, I'm always going to repeat who I think should be recast in movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will actually talk a little bit more about the, the movie itself, Under Siege. Hey everyone, me again. I just wanted to let you know real quick that I also co-host another podcast, a weekly podcast called the Noka News Network. I'm Ricky. I also co-host the Noka News Network podcast with you, Dan. I know you snuck in here on this one, didn't you? Yes, I did. Everyone, we appreciate everybody listening to Give Me Back My Action Movies, obviously. But if you'd like to listen to news that no one cares about, then check us out at Noka News Network. Ricky, where can they find us? We're on Spotify, we're on uh, Apple Music, we're or, or iTunes Podcasts, however that Whatever works. it's called. However that works. And you can check us out on Facebook as well, and you can always email us over at newsroom at nokanews.com, and uh, check us out over there. We're having that's, a good time, Ricky. That's true. We're posting the podcast to our YouTube channel, too, so if you'd rather watch it that way, it's over there. Just search Noka News Network. And, and enjoy the news that no one cares about. It's a good time. I promise. Hmm. all right and welcome to give me back my action movies the podcast uh charlie what are you doing buddy what are you doing there i'm looking up jake Busey stuff right now <laughs> i know you were like hey, i would not be surprised if the next movie whatever the hell it is has got jake Busey in it uh once you get a wild hair, you, you go on a tangent sometimes, a, G- a Jake Busey tangent. I like Jake Busey, but you know what? I don't feel so bad for not being able to spit out uh, the names because he's really just kind of jumped into television shows. Um, he was in Stranger Things and I just now remembered that, yeah, that's one of the uh, scientists in there. Um, hmm. He's got 114 acting credits. Yeah, I mean, he's made a good career out of acting. I mean, there's there's no, you know, I don't have any complaints about it, obviously. No, no. But, yeah, being, I, I really don't feel so bad going, um, I can't remember names of movies. Apparently, he was in Twister, mobile lab technician. So that was huh. probably a bit part, but. I, I it, bet he was on the, 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 the Carrie. Carrie Ellis. Ellis. Carrie. I would say Ellis or something. Ellis, yeah, he was probably on his crew. Princess Bride, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Well, we uh, honestly, we just know him from Starship Troopers, and that should be enough. 
Yeah, Starship Troopers is a fantastic film. Uh, and yes, before you ask, we do have plans to do Starship Troopers, yes. but we yes. are working on something special for Starship Troopers. Yes. All right, Charlie, let's get into the movie Under Siege itself. Without doing a scene-for-scene recap, uh, let's 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 do this. Let's change this up just a tad bit then. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Tell me your favorite parts of the movie. Okay. Um, I like, I liked obviously the interaction between um, Tommy Lee Jones and well everyone that he interacted with. I I yes. thought his stuff was really good. The Busey um, stuff with him. Going back and forth, you know, because Tommy Lee Jones is leading this this group essentially, and Busey still got the, you know, I, I, I'm the one who got you on the boat. I'm the, you know, this and that or whatever. But yeah. you can see he definitely takes a back seat to Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Tommy Lee Jones is in charge of this thing, and like yeah. I said, Busey backs off. Um, I like, like I said, I like. I really like Tommy Lee Jones's character in this. It, I'll play a drop real quick for you uh, of him talking to Busey. Busey's heartless in it for sure. I mean, he doesn't give a rat's ass. Oh, yeah. He just wants yeah. to make the money and stuff. Um, so essentially, they they get ninety percent of the crew and uh, lock them in the uh, the forecastle or the the forecastle. Yeah, your pronunciation is correct, actually. <laughs> uh, I looked it up because I was want to make sure. It's um, spelled forecastle, yes, pronounced forecastle. Yes, you can you can pronounce it forecastle, but it's not the usual pronunciation of it. They'll look at you weird like I'm looking at you right now. You can, but I looked it up because I thought that was right either way. No. Um, So just like Bozen and Boswing, the, the guy with the whistle, it's yeah. pronounced either way, too. But what um, do you hear most of the time? Bosun. Bosun. Yeah. Um, so they he locks they lock them all in there essentially. So his idea to try to catch Ryback, because now Ryback's out and about doing his thing, causing chaos. His idea was let's start drowning these guys in the front with the suppression system. And as he's trying to rescue them, bring him to us. Instead of us chasing him down and him using guerrilla style tactics on the ship, which is what he was trained his expertise in. Let's bring him to us and we can wait for him. Yeah. So that's his plan. And this is, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones's right hand man, which is played by Cole Meany, um, chief O'Brien yep. from, uh, deep hey. space nine. He was also in, uh, uh, uh stop saying uh, deep space nine. He was in that, but everyone knows him from star Trek, uh, the next generation. Well, yeah, well he was actually, I, I, he was actually, he actually had billing. In Deep Space Nine, he didn't actually get a billing slot in Next Generation. Yeah, he did. His name was always at the end of the. Uh, yeah, at the credits. end, it wasn't in the early. It wasn't in the beginning credits. It was in Deep Space no, Nine. Yes, it was. He was chief of operations of DS Nine. I'm not saying no to Deep Space Nine. But you're saying he didn't have top billing. No, I'm he didn't. He didn't in none of the Next Generation episodes. If you watch any Next Generation episode, the names at the beginning are Patrick Stewart, Marina Sirtis, well, Jonathan yeah. Franks, Prince Planner, all those. You didn't see Colin Meany. In Deep Space Nine, you saw uh, Avery Cisco, Cole Meany, uh, Nana Visitor. You know, you saw all those names at the beginning, and then when Worf showed up, then you got you know Michael, Michael Dorn there as well. But, but there would never... be no Deep Space Nine without 
Oh uh, no, of course generation. Not. That's I have only watched like five episodes of D Space Nine. Oh, it's I, so good. I have watched Next Generation five or six times all the way through. Deep Space Nine is is fantastic, especially once you get like past the first episode, the first season. It's it's fantastic. But the best part about D- Deep Space Nine is the Enterprise in the first episode brings the runabouts to the station, and there's a scene between him and Picard basically as they're getting ready to leave, and and a lot of respect from Picard to O'Brien's character. So that's pretty cool. That's nice. Um, he was also in Con Air. Yeah, that's probably the next most recognizable role I know him from. Is. Yeah, he, he's in a lot of British type of stuff, uh, yeah. movies and stuff over there. There's one called uh, The Englishman that went up the one came down a mountain. I think is what it's called. Uh, that's a pretty big one over that there. That sounds him. like such an English title. Yeah, it's him. Well, you got to name the movie. This guy goes up a mountain and comes back down. Uh, cool. Well, he goes up. He goes up a hill and then he comes down a mountain. Yeah, whatever. It's British. It's, it's it's the same thing. Essentially, it's it. Never mind. I won't explain it to you. No one watches uh, British shows. I don't care. No. Oh, it, it's actually a pretty good movie. Sure. Uh, anyway, so they're they're all talking basically up in the <laughs> uh, the bridge of the, uh, the the mighty mo the Missouri, and this uh, this is the drop from it. You're a maniac. Drown your own crew. They never liked me anyway. What about the can love you now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that bit. That's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, actually, because um, you get that half crazy Tommy Lee Jones laugh in there. Yeah. You get, you know, you get, you get the idea that that Busey he probably was a good officer at one time. He was probably a good sailor, and throughout, you know, a little bit of becoming unhinged. And everything else that he's gone through, he doesn't care now. He just, I mean, he's the XO of the ship. He's hes second in charge. Yeah. So he had to be a good sailor, a good soldier at one time. So I like that. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie, honestly. Um, you know. Uh, and they establish, well, they establish fairly quickly in this movie that he is not highly thought of in the entire crew. Correct. Even the other officers the don't. Captain think- unlike him. No, yeah, the captain has a whole file on him about needing a review before his a psychological review before his next uh, assignment. Yeah, yeah, you know? hey, I just I just haven't have a drop for that. Oh yeah, that's right, we got a drop for that. Well, hold on, let's set this up because otherwise this makes zero sense when you play. It. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, yes. So this whole thing has happened because they're trying to throw a surprise party for the captain because it just so happens his birthday is right after this ceremony for the decommissioning of the Missouri. Um, and so they're flying in, catering, a band, Miss July 1989, all this stuff. And they're trying to kind of do it under the captain's nose, which goes horribly, the captain finds out. But that's Tommy Lee Jones is the band leader. He's wearing like this leather studded jacket. Uh, he's with a band called the Bale Jumpers. You know, it's better than the Beaver Brown Band as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, Cole Meany's part of the catering, you know, everybody's wearing these catering outfits, but later in the movie, they're you know, carrying machine guns. So they get everyone gathered in the uh, mess to celebrate. So they're watching the band. Uh, Miss July has been prepped in a cake to jump out of for the captain. Um, Steven Seagal has been put in the reefer, which is a refrigerator. 
uh, because him and Busey have been clashing the whole time and they just get him out of the way. And uh, Busey comes out dancing to the music dressed as a woman because Tommy Lee Jones goes, here comes Miss July. Wait a minute. That's not her. And it's straight up Gary Busey in a wig, a dress, dancing his ass off, acting like an idiot, grabbing on the guys. Oh, full makeup, pawing at the guys, hiking his dress up, um, just being goofy. So you're just kind of like, wow, this is not what I expect from this guy. And he goes with Cole Meany to go get the captain and bring him to the party. So he goes and gets the captain. Everything just goes to chaos. Then they, uh, they take over the ship. They take all the crew members. Busey shoots the captain, um, because they need to get into the files to get the launch codes for the Tomahawks. And so this is Busey sitting at the desk, still in makeup. The wig is off, but his hair is pinned back in like uh, whatever they like, use. Like the pantyhose type of yeah, thing. The, the pantyhose, yeah. the bobby pins, lipstick, everything. And then there's this drop. Do I look like I need a psychological evaluation? Not at all. <laughs> it's just the way, like I said, if I didn't set that up, you would be like, okay, so he just says that. No, he's sitting there in yeah. a dress, lipstick. He rips the little thing off his head after Tommy Lee Jones. Cause Tommy Lee Jones is just looking at him like really listening to him. Cause he's reading the report. The captain wrote about him, you know, like I need a psychological evaluation. Can you believe the shit I have to put up with Tommy Lee Jones sitting there with his feet put up, just shaking his head, <laughs> just yeah, nah. letting him, letting him go. <laughs> yeah. He knows he's nuts at that point. Uh, so during the whole thing, after they take over and they go up to the bridge and everything else, Ryback, he gets out of the refrigerator because they send they send two of the terrorists to go relieve the Marine that was supposed to be gardening. Private Nash. Private Nash. And E1 Crick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they end up killing Nash and they go to open the reefer to go after Seagal. And obviously Seagal beats him up, you know, locks him in the refrigerator while he kind of starts to get ready, like, okay, I'm gonna have to, you know, kick ass now or whatever. Ends up killing these guys. And, um, goes about his business. Well, it, there's a forever amount of time between those guys getting killed and like people realizing, oh shit, these two guys are missing, you know? Yeah. They didn't but check in or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So during all this time, Seagal's now geared up a little bit and he's trying to figure out what's going on on the ship. He goes up to the mess deck where the party was, sees all this chaos that it happens. Yep. And the big cake is there. Mm-hmm. So when Miss July got off the the helicopter originally, she was like, "I'm seasick," and Busey's like, "Here's some pills that'll help with it." Dramamine, yeah. I guess, or whatever. Dramamine. And she takes these. She gets in the cake, all half naked or whatever she did. She takes like six. He yeah, tells her to she, take two. She goes, "I'm really sick," and takes six. So yeah, she passes. She passes out in the cake. Idiot. So yeah. she gets in this <laughs> cake, and Seagal's up there now with a machine gun, trying to figure out what's going on. He hits it. The music starts. She jumps out of this cake. She's dancing around, and he's like, "What the?" And she's like, "Oh God, I don't know what happened." So they go back to the the state room so we can kind of start getting geared up or whatever. And she's like, "She's like, I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry." How you've just blown past probably one of the most iconic scenes in well, this no, movie. I'll, I'll get to that part in a second. So, so they're back in his state room. And he's trying to like ask her like. He's like, 
what's going on? And she's like, I don't know. I took the pills and I fell asleep. And I was supposed to be an actress and jump out of this cake. And I was a, a playboy. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, you're an idiot. Shut up. So he, and, and he tells her, and she's like, are you a special forces guy? And he's like, I'm just a cook. And she's like, oh, we're screwed. And so he's like, all right, look, I can't be toting this idiot with me the entire time I'm trying to take back the boat. So he puts her in this locker. And when he does, this moron starts beating on the locker like you would have stuff a nerd in there back in school. And, just, bang, 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 bang. and he opens up. He's like, shut up. And she's like, and he closes the door. Bang, 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 bang. And he opens the door and he's looking at her like, I, should, I, I swear, Charlie, I'm watching this movie a couple of days ago and I'm sitting there going, he should have just shot her in the face. He should have just shot her right in the face because she's annoying. So anyway, here's a clip of them two interacting in this scene. I hate being alone. Do you hate being dead? <laughs> and that's probably the best acting that Seagal's ever done because she keeps banging on this thing and he finally opens it up and she's like, you heard, I hate being alone. He's like, well, if you don't shut up, they're going to hear you and come kill you because you're an idiot. So he has to tote her around this whole damn boat during this movie. I'm sensing some major contention in your voice during that just, whole scene. Dude, I just, he's so bad. Wow. He's so I, <laughs> he's, just, he's so terrible. She's not any good. I was talking to you. I'm like, I'm like, they could have got anyone to do this role. She's horrible. And you're like, well, no, she, no, no. You're like, she really was Miss July 89 or whatever. I'm like, oh, well. There's a stretch then. She was, and uh, as much as people may hate this nowadays, there were two big reasons she's in this movie. Yeah. She showed yeah. her boobies, and they put her in a movie because she, she she showed her boobies. To the point that I'm, wa- I'm getting ready to watch this with Jackie last night, and I'm like, hey, there's boobs in this movie. Just letting you know. And it gets to the point, and I'm like, I think it's only like 10 seconds. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I don't even think that was 10 seconds. She goes, no, that was 10 seconds. I said, well, at least there weren't three of them. And it took her a second, but she finally got the joke. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a but good one. I, I was well, like I said, but the, between her, I don't know what was more, what was her worst though, her acting or that unibrow that they really showed. Because it's like, look, if she's supposed to be the quote unquote eye candy or the hot chick or whatever in this movie, then maybe someone should have looked at her and went, hey, you want to pluck? The, or, Dude, no okay that's that's good Go on. i'd say it that was a look back then i mean she was a baywatch man no it wasn't a look it was, it was not a look to you, have a no, unibrow back then it was not dude she didn't look like that one chick that's always in the paintings she was not that bad um what the soviet I, was that, soviet i'm dollar not even one? gonna try because i'm not offending anyone um no but i mean she was a flipping baywatch babe too man i mean come on there's a reason she was in this movie. Yeah, because she showed her boobs. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. There's no denying it. It was 1992. It was a requirement. But geez, dude, God, <laughs> the worst. Anyway, that's why. That, well, you know, I could have. Here's the thing, though. Honestly, if, if I really stop and think about, it, if it would have been just her. I could have dealt with it. If it would have been just him, I could have dealt with it. When I had a, 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 a shit sandwich with both slices being them two idiots, 
that's what really killed me the entire thing. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Whoa, she was in Charles in Charge too. That makes sense. So, uh, you know what? We're we're talking about this. I'm gonna go ahead and skip ahead in this whole episode real quick and do about the recasting. Here's how you recast this movie. <laughs> Ryback, you change him to um to actually I was thinking about the dude that played uh, the new dude from uh, Mortal Kombat. The the guy they made up that oh, guy Cole. I think he'd be yeah yeah I think he would be good in it because a I like the idea that we haven't seen him a lot. It's kind of a new thing or whatever. Yeah. He could play kind of low key, but he can do all the you know martial arty ass whooping okay. things. Kind of down with okay. that. Okay, okay. All right, she can be replaced by anybody. I don't care, and then leave everyone else alone. All the rest of the cast can just be who they were. The Bring in old Tommy Lee Jones, crazy ass yep. Gary Busey. Absolutely. Cole Meany, 100%. who looks like yep. a octogenarian right now. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But because like all the other people that had died off or whatever, or some of the henchmen that needed to be physical, just get like people from like, I don't know, AEW or WWE wrestlers, let them go in there and do a couple fight scenes with these guys or whatever. Put Ali Yong in there somewhere as a computer guy or something and just be done with it. That's fine. That's all we needed. Just replace Seagal and her and it would have been a fine film at that point. That's all. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, that's, that's I, I did not movie, expect honestly. this kind of kickback when I suggested this movie. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I, I didn't dislike the movie watching it though, just to watch it. the The helicopter blew up at one point. That was pretty awesome. The everyone used Mac yeah. Tens because that's what you used in the late '80s, early '90s action movies. You know, that's what you did. So that was pretty cool. I, you know, you know what I actually really liked about the movie. They had some old ex-crewmen yeah. on the ship for the celebration of the decommissioning. One of them had to be a gunner's mate, so they ended up using the big battery guns yeah. to, to blow up a submarine. I mean, I know I didn't get into that whole part, but this ain't a recap show. It's fine. It's Essentially, Tommy Lee Jones was supposed to help stop a French sub. He didn't. He enlisted it. They showed up. They are going to offload these tomahawks onto the sub. They were going to go away. Guy was French. I don't know. Anyway, Busey ended up getting on the sub to, to help him because Ryback sabotaged it, and they blew it up with a big gun from wow. Missouri. Wow. Uh, it is what, well, that's what it's happened. not a recap, it's a recap but show. man, it's a recap show, but I like that part too, though, because like the old dude, he was just like, I got you, sir. I got this. And it was kind of cool to see, you know, him kind of like reliving his golden years, his glory. Yeah, that's not thing. I thought that I mean, was pretty cool. It, uh, you know, the the fight at the end between him and Tommy Lee Jones with the knife fights and stuff, because that's what Seagal mm-hmm. does. He's that knife fighting guy. And um, that was okay, but I mean, I didn't buy it because, like, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is supposed to be a high-level CIA operative, but a Navy SEAL is going to kick the shit out of him. You're not going to fight well, a Navy SEAL in a knife and fight. And we, we talked about this a little bit offline. Uh, it's, there is a story that got cut in this movie it's it's very apparent in the trailer because there's actually lines in the trailer that aren't in the movie Mm -hmm. and when they go to their showdown they know each other yes well what didn't make any damn sense because it's like well how did tell us that and they never bothered to tell it 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 got cut but what it was is when they talk about when they figure out ryback is on the ship when he contacts the Pentagon and they're like, Hey, do you know a Ryback? And he goes, uh, Casey Ryback. Yeah, I, I know him. I wish we had him on this team. Well, you might, he's on the ship. Oh, okay. 
Well, they start going through his uh, file and they're like, well, it looks like he did some tours in Panama and then he lost his his team, his SEAL team on a botched mission over bad intel at the airport, bad intel at the airport from the CIA. Tommy Lee Jones is that CIA agent that is that caused that problem. So we don't know if it was where he was already turned because he says he turned when they tried to kill him um, to eliminate him because he he was deemed too dangerous. His specialty was battleships and subs to take them over. Yeah. Um, so there is a whole plot device that got cut, yet they left that little line at the end because honestly, there's no other talking uh, other than Tommy Lee Jones doing the whole, I'm going to tell you my plan speech. Yeah. Um, so they knew each other. It also cuts out a lot where I think Tommy Lee Jones was a bit more trained than is alluded to in the movie especially going straight to a knife fight. Just, they, they just immediately went to it. It reminds me of that other, I don't know if you've watched this, but there's a movie called The Hunted with Tommy Lee Jones, okay. Benicio Del Toro, and Tommy Lee Jones is like this instructor for special forces. And one of the things is, me, yeah. is he has taught these guys how to survive in the wilderness and they make knives. And Benicio Del Toro's character is like a former pupil of him. And there's a whole scene where he like makes a knife out of a leaf spring in the woods. And I'm always reminded of that when I watch this movie, because it's like supposed to be this big thing that it's a knife fight yet again, uh, Seagal gets a tiny little cut above his eye and he stabs like Tommy Lee Jones (laughs) seven times. And then in the top of the head and then pushes him (laughs) through the computer screen. So yeah, he does. He plugs him right in the head, like a, like a kebab after he turned him into a out. Literally, gooey yeah. eyeball flies out of the dude's eye, and there's also a classic neck rip open in this. Uh, he does. Film too. He he rips a jugular out, which is a classic Seagal kind of go to. Mm-hmm. Um, he drops one of the steel girders through a guy from yes. like several uh, stories in the boat. I can't say stories. I don't know what. Well, the yeah, I mean, sections. Kind of decks. Yeah, decks. A couple decks. That's up. the word. Yeah a few decks up and drops it like straight through the dude's chest. Um, he stalls a dude with a bandsaw. He runs a dude's shoulder through a bandsaw. Cause there's a full functioning metal shop with a bunch of guys making what they're doing is they're making a rail to get the tomahawks off and onto a submarine that they're meeting. So you breeze by the submarine, but I have to bring it back because I told you there was a cameo in this movie that I oh, don't yeah. think you saw. And we, right. ha- we haven't said the other one and we might as well, because Kane Hodder is in this movie. And if you know who Kane Hodder is, he played J I think he's the one actor that's played Jason the most, um, in the Friday, the Jason, 13th movies. Yeah, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry. You don't watch horror movies. Normally when I say no, Jason, no, but, but everyone I did, I knows. Know, I knew who Kane Hodder was, but yeah. yeah, well, mostly because of you and Ben, but I knew who he was. But, and then he's been in like multiple horror movies, you know, Mr. Crowley, the, the hatchet movies and stuff like that. I also have to assume that if you had him at a comic con, he'd be less of a tool bag than other people that may have played. Vi- Never mind, We won't get into that conversation. He yeah. cut a guy's arm at a comic con. Yeah, well. I probably deserved it. That's a, uh, that's a funny story. I'll say for another, when we do a more Kane Otter centric 
story. Mm. So anyway, my cameo falls in line because we've had a cameo from a MacGyver character from mm-hmm. uh, me and Pete. Not Pete, but um, Jack. Jack. Pete mm-hmm. was his the other guy from the the uh, agency. The guy that ran the agency, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Murdoch's in this movie. Really? He is one of the sub guys when they are trying to repair the bow plane. He's the uh-huh. translator between the guy down fixing it and Busey. His actual really? his name he has a name character and it's uh Damiani Damiani okay his name is uh Michael DeBars but he is uh MacGyver's arch nemesis in the entire series Murdoch um and he's in this movie so we've got two movies that have been tied back to MacGyver I don't know why you're looking like uh, that because when was he Magi- when was he Murdoch in the A team? That's a totally different Murdoch. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about that. That's Dwight oh. Schultz. I know. I'm going, what are you talking about, dude? That was, Murdoch that was... from MacGyver. Mag- I forgot that was the main bad guy's name in MacGyver. Wow. I always assumed that the bad guy's MacGyver was a nuclear power plant that was about to explode or these terrorist guys they had to get the, the save the pilot from and the no, pilot. Yeah, like, I, like I, the, I forgot he had an actual villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in I don't know how many episodes, but there's the Dude, I haven't watched yeah, do you know the last time I actually watched a classic MacGyver episode? They're uh, not on like Raider TV. I have them on DVD. Yeah, see I don't have them, so I haven't seen that one. He burns him. That's when they first think he's the, he was that classic you thought that they killed him at the end, but he always came mm-hmm. back because he get he has the flamethrower the first time they fight and he gets burned up in the building, comes back and he's always been scarred. Um, I am talking to a wall right now, everybody. I, I don't. I just. I he is literally just, looking no. at me like I don't know any of what you're talking about. I'm still thinking about Dwight Schultz, who was also yeah, was, in uh, Next Generation alongside Cole Meany. Yes. Anyway, he was also, a, he was also in Voyager. Anyway, uh, we have another tie to MacGyver. And I've, I'll, again, I was a huge MacGyver fan. Seeing him in this movie is like, there's Murdoch. Oh, there you go. Uh, if you want to go on a little bit of a uh, a uh, tangent from MacGyver real quick, the guy that played Pete. Oh, uh, yeah. The D- guy. Dana. Um, oh, crap. I can't think of his last name. It's not Carvey, but it's. Um, oh, no, it was something like that. Yeah. Dana Elkar. Um, Dana Elkar. Yeah. So the person that played his stand in and stunt double was the guy that ended up being in charge of Stargate Command in the Stargate TV series. Oh, with Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Anderson. <laughs> we just like yeah. seven degrees Kevin Bacon this stuff today, everybody. Yeah, there you go. So, Dan is literally uh, talking about everything but Steven Seagal in the Steven Seagal episode. Hey, man, you picked the movie. I didn't have to, uh, uh, to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. So, but no, I, like I said, I didn't dislike the movie. It was fine for a Seagal movie. Fortunately, he didn't, he doesn't have a ton of dialogue in here. He's got some that's pretty, uh, bad, but, uh, you know, you know, here I got to drop. I'll play some of his Steven Seagal funny, ha ha dialogue. Sure. Petty officer, right back. Ensign Taylor. Sir. You don't have to serve me, Ensign Taylor. We're casual down here in the galley, you know. 
I'd watch it right back. We still have a week together. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. See, that's it's funny. Such a, it, it's so labored the way he delivers that. It ain't with it's a so Brooklyn labored. accent, so I'm fine. No, it's with a shitty New Orleans accent. <laughs> no, that's that's when they uh, give him crap about uh, making his boyer base. Yeah, well, when he's like, you're going to make Command, you know, Commander Krill mad, and he goes, why do I have this deep, deep, dark feeling inside of my stomach that I'm going to worry about Commander Krill? You know? Yeah, because he's making fun of that guy that just talked to him yeah. or whatever. But he, yeah, he, he literally doesn't try to do an accent in this movie. He, he really doesn't. He's, he, he also doesn't try to act in this movie. Um, Look, I, I'm not saying this is a great acted movie. It... <laughs> It is one of the best acting roles of Seagal, though. If you yes, if it, you've watched his catalog yeah. like I have, this is the best one. My I mean, uncle Rick loved Steven Seagal, so I remember I, I remember saw, seeing one of these, the one where he gets amnesia. Oh crap! Is <sighs> Stacy Keach in that one? Mm, no, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but that's not Stacy Keach. Okay, but it, right, well, that it, one, his, his wife, his uh, actually, I think they got married because of that movie. Uh, Kelly LeBrock, she yes, was the nurse okay. in that, right. and it had William Sadler, the Grim Reaper, was okay, yeah, uh, yeah. senator, uh, the senator that he's got right, the that stuff on blackmailing. Yes. So that movie, I remember seeing that movie in the theater with my dad and my uncle because my my older uncle really liked Skull. Hard, hard to kill, hard to kill. Yep. And then I remember that my uncle Rick always had a bunch of the Seagal uh, VHS cassettes. Yeah. You know, and in, in among his stuff downstairs, you know, where he lived and all that stuff. So, I, that's that is my affinity with Seagal. So when you go, let's watch a Seagal movie. I go well. I'd rather eat broken glass, but at the same time, I remember watching these movies with my uncle Rick. So that's pretty cool. My uncle Rick is, you know, the older I get, the older they get. So it's one of those things where it's like, I remember back being a younger, you know, kid, 92. I was, uh, I was just getting ready to start high school and, you know, or just in high school, maybe at that point, but it's like, no, I was 92. Yeah, I graduated in 95. So I was in high school at that point, but I was still a young kid. Yeah. You know, so I have that affinity with the Seagal movies, even though I know they're horrible. My most favorite thing about all the Seagal movies is to just scream, screw face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Occasionally. But, Marked for death. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Seagal is, is he's horrible, but you're right. When you think of action movies of that generation, you think of Seagal because he made that's all he made. He made so many of them. Yeah. You have to include him in the pantheon of action stars. He is. And you, have, you don't have a choice. You're not wrong on your thoughts on him because he's kind of made this bed for himself. They asked him yeah, to and, and I hear he's a douchebag. Yeah, they asked on top of that. they asked him to be in the Expendables movies. He turned them down because they asked Van Damme first. Yeah. That's he was like, his, I'm the real Kung Fu guy. That's like, the pettiness dude. of him. Um, I will say though, I did enjoy him in Machete. I thought he was a really good villain. Actually, you know what? Machete was my favorite Seagal movie. Now that I think about yeah. it, I forgot he was in it. He actually played, they found a role where he could be the most, 
He was a douche. Mayonnaise, bland, douchebag, slow-talking dipshit they could find. Yeah. And it worked. It yeah. worked in that, It worked for that character. Whoever wrote that, wrote it for Seagal, I would say, because they were like, I'm going to make this character. I'm going to make Seagal. That's what I'm going to do. That well, date was perfect. For Seagal, it was really good. Robert Rodriguez, so, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, makes sense. Rodriguez, yeah, he. Did, I, I will, I will. T- I can tell you yeah. your second favorite Seagal movie. How much you want to bet that I can tell you your second favorite Seagal movie? Okay. Executive decision. Yeah. Which one's that? Kurt Russell. I've never saw that one. I've never actually. You seen have that. never seen Executive Decision. That's the one's got the, uh, the 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 stealth fighters and stuff. Yeah, there, we right? just talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, no, I've never actually seen that one. Seriously, yeah, seriously. How, All right, look, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's pull the back. John Leguizamo. Uh, uh, hey, let, let's pull the veil back a little bit with this uh, this show. We're doing this episode oh here. Oh my god, Dan! For years and years, I've known Charlie for what? Bro, god, fifteen years. How old is Anthony's? Fourteen. And I knew you before him, so fifteen years. Fifteen years, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Right, right about. I I've known Charlie for fifteen years or so. I've known our buddy Mark for about 15 years or so. Yeah, right about. Mark and Charlie have done nothing but fight an uphill battle to get me to watch movies for 15 years. That's true. I watch movies, and the reason that I know some of these still, and I watch them, is because a lot of the movies I watch and enjoy are the ones from when I watched them when I was younger. So, like, I've seen Ghostbusters probably 100 times. I've seen Caddyshack probably 85 times and the Blues Brothers probably 95 times. I've seen, you know, this movie twice, you know? So <laughs> whereas Charlie will watch these movies, he will watch. He, if you let Charlie, I swear to, I swear to all that you believe in. If you would let Charlie do nothing from eight 30 in the morning, get up, have a cup of death wish coffee, please sponsor us. Yeah, have right. a drink of death wish coffee. Uh, go to the go to his office. Do what he's got to do. Come back out, ready for the day. Pop in action movies. He would watch seven action movies a day, seven days a week. It's kind of what that's I do what now. Do. It's well, yeah, what I do in, in the, the woodshop. Wood <laughs> so there's always what, a movie on in the woodshop. It is. That is one hundred percent what you would do. Yeah. Me, if you give me the option. I'm probably going to do something other than watch a movie anyway. But if I'm going to watch a movie, unless it's something I really want to watch, I will, I'll watch Ghostbusters again or something. I'll watch, you know, I, that's, that's, that is my thing. Now don't get me wrong. I have, I, there are certain movies that we haven't got into yet that I absolutely love. No, I will, I will fight you tooth and nail to watch them. Yes. But for the most part, you know, Charlie and I, we do this because we do. I mean, I've seen, I, like I said, I, most of these that we've done, I have seen at least once. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Charlie's seen them multiple times. So he goes, we're going to do this movie. And I go, all right. And he goes, have you ever seen it? I haven't seen that. What do you mean? You haven't, I, don't know, I, just, I haven't seen that, but that's just how I am. You know? So a lot of, so some of this actually so far, every movie we have done, I have seen. Uh, yeah, except for you vaguely remembered Hot Shots Part Two. You don't I, I think do, you saw I, it all I, the way through. 
No, but I have seen parts of it because I remember the war. It's fantastic. You know, I well, remember that. And that's bit. how we started the show because I didn't want this. Uh, I don't know this that well. We kind of wanted to go into what we knew. Yeah. First. Yeah. And look, so actually, in all reality, man, I'm ready to start doing some, some, I'm ready to start doing some that maybe are a little lesser on the, the food chain and some that maybe I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to dig. Well, uh, since we're talking about this, let's just dive into this a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, man. What some people may not understand, or maybe they've picked up listening to this is, and we've had this conversation, Dan and I, I am a diehard action movie, sci-fi movie freak. I am a mm-hmm. fanboy for these things. Dan likes movies, enjoys what he enjoys, but again, he, he even you know says, I like more of a comedy. I like a bit more high adventure. I like a bit more of this other sci-fi sci-fi. We both agree on a lot of sci-fi, but that's what makes this kind of work with us. I don't think anyone would want to listen to two of me gushing over (laughs) action movies, but I also don't think anyone wants to listen to two guys shit on a movie. If you don't like a movie, don't watch it. Sorry. You might have to edit me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There it is. Uh, I, you got, I'm on a tangent now. Be- I'm off to remember where that is now. Where's that? About a minute ten into the episode. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, write that down. Uh, but leave leave it saying it, but with the beep. But no, I, I will. I cannot stand when people bash a movie so harshly. Yet that's the movie they're talking about in the show, or that's the movie they're doing some kind of documentary on. It's like then don't do it. Don't talk about it then. Right. You know, like I said, like I said, even with me in this movie, I don't mind the movie. I just don't yeah. like Seagal. No, and I knew this going into this. Seagal yeah. is not a good actor. He's not my favorite actor. No. This is my favorite Seagal movie, and it's one of my favorite action movies because it has everything I've wanted in this. You know, it's a military-based one. It's excellent supporting cast. It's a really good story. Um, I don't even think we mentioned, I think maybe we did in passing, but the director and writer of this did the fugitive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there is some pedigree behind this movie that is, that continued on and gave us probably one of the greatest movies, in my opinion, Tommy Lee Jones has probably ever done, which is, you know, fugitive with Harrison Ford. Fugitive, and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's fugitive solid. Yeah. It, it, it's a hair of being able to be on this show because it's, kind of actiony but it's definitely more of a crime drama mystery and 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 i've had some people contact me and ask me like what do you guys consider an action movie god we get that question that that whole thing is in the works where it's going to be addressed we we are gonna talk about it we're working on it (laughs) because charlie and i have this discussion Mm-hmm. You know, what is an action movie? What's not an action movie? We we have this discussion ourselves a lot. So it is going to become, it's going to become a thing for sure. Um, it, it's going to be a there conversation. And I can tell you now there's never, ever, ever going to be a clear answer to that question. Right. But I think understanding people's mindsets on what they consider. And I feel like this show is kind of era specific with a few le- with a few leniencies um you know the majority is 80s 
the majority is like 80 to like 95. Now, there's a few times we're probably going to dip back to about 76, 75. We have to go maybe earlier. There's, there's going to be a few times we're going to have to dip up into 99, maybe even 2000. There's going to be well, wiggle room back and forth with certain things. I, th- I even but think you're right. The majority is, is VHS era movies. I, and I think we would be detrimental to ourselves if we don't talk about some current movies, because the essence of the show is called this for a reason. It's called give me back my action movies. I think we should recognize movies that are trying to currently do that and yeah. deserve recognition. So absolutely don't, we, you know, don't think we're not going to discuss those movies and those newer actors and actresses that are doing the work on bringing this back. But we're also going to draw a hard line sometimes on what we consider to be the action movie that we want to talk about. But it's going to be a conversation later. But wow, you got me. You got me fired up there for a second. That happens sometimes. Uh, That was not scripted that was no, we weren't even discussing oh, no. even going Dude, into we, this we so, barely know what the hell we're doing anytime we, we we turn these things on but that's my what? true true feelings on this that's, oh i know it is oh i wanted to say one more thing before we start going we, into other stuff there okay, was there's i always like finding additional easter eggs in in movies sure. yeah yeah so that's cool actually yeah there is i was watching um the mechanic is there a spinner in the background somewhere? No, but it's okay. it's similar to that. So <clears throat> I was watching the reboots of the mechanic, the old Charles Bronson, 1975. It's one of those. So Jason Statham rebooted those and they're actually really fun and kind of follow uh, the storyline. Well, they did a sequel, uh, the mechanic resurrected Tommy Lee Jones in that movie and he is a bad guy kind of not really ne'er-do-well well anyway his his last line in that movie is bang you're dead which is the what he says in this movie when he flips the switch for the tomahawk and it hits um it hits uh, the Pearl satellite, Harbor. not Pearl Harbor. It was the, the other one. The satellite uplink. The satellite uplink. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he hits bang, you're dead, which is also what Charles Bronson says in the mechanic. So he says that, well, I'm watching the movie and I was like, that's Tommy Lee Jones. Well, they kept talking about these two, this one other target. And I couldn't figure out why I, it was like ringing in my ear when they said it. Well, the guy's last name was Krill. And oh, nice. It was a it was a direct reference for Tommy Lee Jones because he does Bang Your Dead from Under Siege, and they named the other character Krill because Tommy Lee Jones says his name. It was all throwbacks to Under Siege. Yeah, and Krill is, is Busey's character. Busey's yeah. character. And I was like, I, I'm watching this totally random newer movie, and I'm like thrown back into Under Siege, and I See, just that's cool though. I love that stuff, man. Just that was cool. Just wait till we do Under Siege Two, man. I got so much more on tap for Under Siege Two. You didn't know there was a sequel to this, did you? I did. He's on a effing train. Yeah, he's on a train. <laughs> We're not doing that. Actually, one. you know what? I might have seen that one. Isn't like the president's daughter on it? No, his niece. 
His niece. Actually, I yeah. think I have seen that. Movie. I will. T- okay, since I know we probably won't do that movie, this is probably. Only, this is. You never know. We might run out of ideas. Uh, we may do the Seagal month. We'll put a vote and like everybody vote on Seagal movies. So if you look up that'll the character, I'll be into this experiment. If you look up the characters from uh, Under Siege Two, the uh-huh. uh, the kind of um, main bad guy henchman that uh, is military in there. If you look him up on IMDb and you watch this movie, I swear to God, if they ever did a Johnny Quest live action. That's the dude that should have played Race Bannon. He looks <laughs> like Race Bannon from Johnny Quest. And I know Johnny Quest because that was dad's show growing up as a kid. So anytime we found it playing on TV or something, we were watching Johnny Quest. You know, Johnny Quest, Haji, the most um un uh Bandit. Yeah, but it's probably a show that can't be aired anymore. <laughs> the most stereotyped. Yeah characters but if you look up race bannon and then the main dude from under siege 2 spitting image spitting image i just have to put that out there (laughs) (laughs) it's seagal centric yeah and a very young katherine heigl she did a movie she did a movie with uh seth rogan where she's pregnant with his kid I don't remember the name of it. And then I think she's in, is it, I don't watch these shows, but it was like Grey's Anatomy or one of those other doctor shows. Mm-hmm. She got big on TV, but she could have done movies. I just think she just got kind of stuck in the television aspect of it, but it was like her first. Dude does look like, that dude does look like I'm telling you, does he not? Yeah, we we might, we might have to share that on the group because I think it's just kind of cool. He looks yeah, when, just like Race Bannon. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, all right. Now that we've gone completely off the rails, <laughs> hey, you did it. It was my turn. Yeah. Well, it happens. Let's what? go into. Let's go. We got two bits we have to do. People love these bits. Yeah. Let's. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Fuck. I love it. I got you It fits though. It's so good. Alright, Charlie, what is the body count of the classic Okay, so I read what IMDB had and I didn't believe it. IMDB said body count. 100 and i'm like i don't think there's a hundred people technically in this movie which there were but i started counting and then i started googling and lo and behold i have found a website that counts the kills in action movies and lists who does the kill how they die and where nice oh i got I went down a rabbit hole, sir. So the true counted down body count to under siege is not 100. Like IMDB says it is 65. Does that include the entire crew of the submarine that they blew up? That includes the entire crew of the submarine seal team five that they blow up in the air. Plus the pilot and co-pilot of the, of the chopper. Pilot, co-pilot, okay. The F 18 
Uh, they gunned down. They gunned down okay. at the beginning. Uh, all of the handful of uh, sailors that do get killed, you know, like yep. uh, the private Nash, uh, the one guy when they open up the forecastle and just shoot yep. him. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the captain and all that. So I was actually counting through too, going, well, he says there's like 30 armed terrorists when he's talking to the Pentagon. And I'm like, okay, there was like 14 or 15 on seal five. I was like, man, that there can't be a hundred. I was right. So don't always believe what IMDB says. It was, uh, is a kill count of 65. 65. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, still does not reach the uh, bloodiest movie of all time status of Hot Shots Part 2. Nope, I think that one still stands. I think that one still stands. Uh, which uh, is another <laughs> tie back uh, because Topper Harley was a uh, a Navy man. That was a stretch. I, I, I don't understand how he was supposed to be a, a, a ground force badass when he was a pilot, but whatever. Alright, so... <laughs> yeah, movies, yeah, we're going down a rabbit hole again. What's next? Lisa Gall, Lisa Gall wasn't in it. Uh, um, next would be uh, oh the rating rating time. Aliong time. Aliong time. Holy Charlie, God, we need a drop for this. I've, I'm I'm trying to come up with some ideas. If anyone out there has any idea, because I can't find audio of Aliong. You know, he talks that, that work. Well, okay, I was gonna say he talks in Double Dragon at the end. Okay, what's he say? I, I am Ali I don't know. I, I don't shared know. the meme the other day where they're holding up the henchmen for hire signs. Little hench for food type of thing. That's that's the end. It's I think it's like one of the. It's through the credits. So it's can we start, can we start calling the fan base the henchmen? Dude, I'm telling you, man, we're gonna do t-shirts, and I have so we, many okay, ideas. Let's start calling our fan base the the, the give me the action movie henchmen. Okay, and we will get T-shirts that say they'll have like the the Give Me Back My Action Movie logo and stuff that we're working on on the front. And everything on the back to say like Will Hinge for food. Yeah, but I want to put we'll have stuff like that. I want my phone number that I made up. That I can't. I guess I can't put one eight hundred because that could actually be a real number. So I'm going to put one one five 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 Hinge for you. And for you, it actually works. So I want to do that. I want to make Hinchman T-shirts. I wonder if we can get that for like a Google line phone line. I don't I'll know. Have to check that out. I don't because know if you can get five five five. Because no, but that's I mean Hollywood. But like a hinge for you if you spell it out. I looked. I couldn't figure out who had it. That's why I figured we just wouldn't do the eight hundred. We would just do the Hollywood five yeah, five, 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 five five thing. Yeah. Uh. All right. How many owls are you giving this particular film? I, I am giving Under Siege to my favorite. Steven Seagal movie. Under um, Siege 2 is your favorite one? Or no. Yeah, it could be. Under Siege. Uh, I'm giving it three and a half Allianz. Three and a half Allianz. All right, that's fair. I, I think that's fair. I was, because I'm sitting here thinking of going, well, I'm going to give it at least two at this point. It, it's starting off. And I was like, all right, two, I'll give it two. I watched it. It's pretty good. Um, I like... Of course, the Tommy Lee Jones and the Gary Busey stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a good solid two and a half. Yeah. Um, and then you have a scene where Q balls dancing for no damn reason in the galley. So I'm like, well, that's going to cut some of the alley. I was off. That's yeah. Stupid. That was that was didn't make no sense. And then you've got all of Seagal, which really killed it again. 
I'm going to give it two and a half alley arms. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, middle. Yeah. Middle. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it. Yeah, I was going to say three, but no, I'm going to give it two and a half. Yeah, I, I can see you being more. As much as I, I you've did. railed on him and poor Jordan Tate, Miss, you know, Playboy 1989. Uh, I don't know how you can hate on her or Seagal. I, I don't, it was easy. They're both horrible abominations to <laughs> whatever God you may believe in. Dude, this had Ken from Street Fighter in it, man. Come on. Yeah, okay. I did like Ken from Street Fighter. Maybe they, if they would have got instead ooh, they would have got instead of Seagal, if they would have got Sagat <laughs> instead of Seagal. <laughs> I might have watched that. You know what we should do Street the, Fighter one the, day. The, we should do Street Fighter one week. The Sphinx from Mystery Men. You know that's who Sagat is, right? I know, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> Love that. Mystery Men. I, I don't know if you qualify as an action movie, but it's a damn fine film. I, I could bend the rules for that because I actually watched that probably two weeks ago. It's streaming on there, something. Okay. So there's gunplay in it. There's yeah. chase scenes. There's there is villain, fighting. Villains, there's villains and good guys. It's yeah, well, good. Mystery, mystery means an action there movie. There is a stretch Corvette limousine. <laughs> there's a Hummer battle wagon. <laughs> jacket dude it's well it's an action movie it's a superhero it's movie tom waits <laughs> peewee herman's is great oh good old paul uh, rubens it got kel from uh uh keenan and kel i know he actually got some <laughs> movie love janine garofalo uh, it's it's fantastic man um mystery man is fantastic we are talking it, about it, every movie but under siege this episode i'm trying my damnedest man i'm trying my damnedest oh god all right let's uh let me see i mean what do i gotta click oh i gotta click this one all right i gotta click this button all right charlie well as we wind down an hour and 20 plus minutes of this nonsense oh we're back to our normal yeah something like that i would like to thank a few people obviously and that's just kind of what we do at this point in the show. We want to thank our friends in the podcast community, including Sludgecast, uh, Good Beer, Bad Movie. We want to send a thank us out. I think it did. Let me try it again. I want to send a thanks out to the Ultimate Action Movie Club over at ultimateactionmovies.com. I want to say thanks to uh, Poster Smash. Hey, Poster Smash, is there some way you can make one of this movie where it's not Seagal so I don't get upset, please? Um, we would like everyone to subscribe and uh, comment on our Podbean account and Apple. You can find our stuff on Apple. I think Apple's going through some goofy stuff. I've, I've, I don't know. If everybody could just go to Podbean, even if you just make a quick account, that helps us more than anything right now. Yeah, if you do use Apple through there shoot us a, uh, a message or whatever let me know how that's set up i've heard it's an issue yeah uh you can follow us on instagram it's mostly charlie's doing on there yep you can see what he's watching and, and the movies he's bought and everything else yep uh you can send us an email at gmbmampod at gmail.com and uh you can always join the facebook page and the group group is really where it's at though because we want you to listen to the pod and join the conversation in the group yep. so we have a poll up there now as a matter of fact but by the time you hear this it'll be time traveling thing but you know what was better lethal weapon one lethal weapon two 
Like we have polls like that occasionally. We ask these questions. We try to get um, everyone's juices flowing, and that's where we do it at. Yeah. Um, another big thing: if you guys are into comics, Johnson City, Tennessee, Bristol, Tennessee, Mountain Empire Comics, Diane and Rob out there, check them out on Facebook. Uh, I think they ship comics. You check with Diane. Yeah, I think you have to set up an account, but they'll ship. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get some from her. As a matter of fact. Uh, beyond that, I don't know what else we got to say, honestly, Charlie. Um, no, we got, uh, uh, we got a few things in the works. Uh, got, oh yeah. I've got a, uh, another podcast I'm going to be appearing on more info true. as that gets closer. I think it's going to come out true. in July. Uh, uh, a few things that we've got set up with sludge over at Sludgecast. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just course, go, we'll uh, go just go ahead and throw out a big shout out for good beer, bad movie. They're getting ready to do their 50th episode, uh, attack of the 50 foot woman, which I think is quite poetic. I voted for that one in their poll. I think Uh, I did too. If I'm right. No, you did. Um, Oh, which one did I do? Um, oh crap. It was, uh, the search for gold one, the, uh, Charlemagne or something. Oh, uh, uh, Alan Quartermain in the city's gold. Yeah. I think that was the one you voted for. Um, it's an an adventure movie. I like that. I I don't think they're going to be wrong on it, but they're doing, Oh, you know, you know what? I just, you know, it just, uh, snapped on my head. An episode, uh, one movie we should do. Absolutely should do. What's that? Fire Walker. Wow. Chuck Norris and, uh, Louis Louis Gossett Gossett Jr. That one is kind of a good bridging of high adventure and action movie. That's and when comedy and comedy. That's one of those oh, that, that that Chuck kind of branched out. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you know when he did like sidekicks and stuff like that. More of the more comedy based. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I loved. Uh, I loved that one. No, Firewalker is a good one. I enjoy. That's a good that. one, right? I like that. Movie. Yeah. So maybe that. Maybe later on we'll do that one. Yeah, yeah, one of these days. Okay. Oh, all right, man. Um, oh, um, obviously, if you stuck with us this long, you heard that I've already pitched uh, the other show that I do weekly, mm-hmm. uh, the Noka News Network. You can check out, uh, I believe it's nokanews.com, I think. Uh, check us out on Facebook, and you can find us there and get links to all of our uh, shows and merch store and everything else as yep. well, as far as that goes. Um, I don't know, man. It's late. I'm tired. Yep, same. You, you got anything to add? Well, Dad. Uh, oh shit! I just want to. I just want to say, um, I'm going to be editing this entire episode, and it's cool. Uh, I don't have to do it. <laughs> That's fine, man. Go ahead, Steve. And uh, uh, you know, this is this is going to be the best episode you've ever done because it's me that Steve. Can I call? Can I call, can I call you Steve? It's no. You can say, uh, Mister uh, Mister Seagal, and uh, so. You know, just watch yourself because I was not really happy about the way you were talking about me. In the this, only Seagal I like is Kathy Siegel. Does that count? That it's totally pronounced different, and she's a lovely woman. And um, no, nah, that's way better actor. <laughs> way better actor. And I'm just, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna close the show out, Dan, and I'm gonna say, I'll be back. No, no, you won't, Stephen. Charlie. Get us out of here. I'll be back. I knew you'd say that.